the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. Hello, friends. My name is Mike Lee, filling in for my pal, Georgine. I'm director of local ministries for True Talk 800, 93.9 KPDQ. AM 860, The Answer, The New KPAM, AM 1640, The Patriot, 93.9 L-Ray, and 104.1, The Fish. And if you're looking for laughs, check out Michael Jr.'s Clean Comedy Night for the whole family, Saturday, September 15th at East Hill Church in Gresham. What we want to do is use our events to bring people to your church or building at no risk to you. So if you'd like to prayerfully consider hosting such an event, just email me at mikelee at kpdq.com. That's M-I-K-E-L-E-E at kpdq.com. And maybe you can host one of our station's events at your very own church, like our friends at Life Church in Aloha. They'll be bringing Secret Keeper Girl October 12th to the area. It's for having girls and their mother figures come on out and learn about what true identity is. And it's not in what people say over social media. And it's not in what people might think about what you're wearing at school. It's simply in your relationship with Jesus Christ and you matter. But they also have fun games, songs, and dances. There's even a modest yet cool fashion show at Secret Keeper Girl October 12th at Life Church in Aloha. We've got a lot of great things to do at our stations. And one of them is bringing wonderful local Christian talk and teaching to you. So I'm very proud to introduce Pastor Bill Henry. You may know him from Simple Faith Calvary Chapel in Vancouver. And if you'd like to join him at a service, why don't you do so? Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. All the details will be at their website, simplefaith.org. That's simplefaith.org. And I'll make sure to link them up to the truetalk800.com website on the Difference Makers page as well. We're extremely excited that Simple Faith, the radio ministry, is coming to 93.9 KPDQ every Sunday morning at 7.30 as you prepare to go to church or perhaps even Simple Faith in Vancouver itself. So welcome, Pastor Bill Henry. How are you today? I'm doing great, Mike. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Thanks so much for joining us. We're very excited about the program. So because this is brand new, can you tell us what went into the call, the premise, the idea of having your very own radio ministry? Uh, I would say basically uh, years ago, I I went to a radio school back in the 80s, and then I was on staff uh, at, at The Word for Today. Uh, with uh, Pastor Chuck Smith back in the 90s and uh, worked at, with his radio ministry and just have a heart. I, we, then we were sending out cassette tapes, like I told you guys earlier, and um, just like you said, you'd get those letters from people who were touched, who were blessed, 
and honestly, my heart is, you know, just to follow in the guys that, that have gone and are still going before me, you know, and us in, in our faith and those on the radio that have blazed a wonderful trail of teaching God's word and reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So when you drop a name like Chuck Smith and the word for today, I have to ask you, Bill, what did you do with that radio ministry? What were your job duties? <laughs> I started uh, literally at the at the bottom and, and with much grace and excitement, uh, just literally packing envelopes and shipping out cassette tapes uh, to people. And uh, then, you know, we did many different ministries from there, ended up helping to oversee uh, one of the ministries there, and I was just real blessed to serve there and just be part of what God was doing at that time, so... Well, the funny thing, Bill Henry, is the fact that my kids won't understand this in their generation. (laughs) But back in an era not too long ago, we used to have cassette tape ministries, which would have all these duplicators in the church bookstores after church, feverishly making copies of the morning sermon so that people could buy them for a buck and take them home with them. Yeah. But nowadays it's different in the MP3 age when you have live streaming and you're a click away from hearing a message. So I guess our times have changed, but it's a lot easier to be on this end as opposed to mailing out cassette tapes with your radio ministry, Simple Faith, Sunday mornings at 7.30, I would think. Yes, most definitely. So what's the view from 30,000 feet when it comes to Simple Faith? What's your program about? Uh, teaching the word simply, simply, you know, taking God's word as it is and not um, taking it within its context. Uh, Sunday mornings, we go verse by verse through a book. We're currently in the book of Ephesians, and that's what we'll be starting uh, even uh, on Sunday morning when when the show starts. And uh, just to, to, to teach the word faithfully and to help people fall in love more with the Word of God, you know, and to seek to, to love Him through obedience to it, but walking in the grace that is there in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So one of the aspects I adore about the Calvary Chapel ministries that we've had on the air here, whether it's someone like Brett Metter or Terry McNabb or Daniel Fusco, is the goal to be expository preachers to go book by book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. So is this an aspect that you're going to bring to Simple Faith Sunday mornings at 7.30? Definitely. Because, again, the the emphasis within the Protestant church, within the evangelical church, it's very personality-driven a lot of times that the church is. And so for us and with Calvary Chapel, it's to get away from the personality and get to the Word of God and just the the pure teaching the direct teaching and the, and the you know the, even the, the deep teaching, but the simple teaching of the Word of God to bring it back, you know again verse by verse on Sunday mornings. Wednesday night we do go chapter by chapter, and and we just we're, <laughs> we'll go through the whole Bible if you're there with us long enough. And uh, the Lord you know tarries, but it's exciting to because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, and and so we want to put that out and build people's faith up bring people to Christ if the Lord allows that and, and works. And so we're really blessed to be be doing this. Pastor Bill Henry hosts Simple Faith Sunday mornings at 7.30 on 93.9 KPDQ. More with Bill Henry next on The Georgine Rice Show. 
You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Welcome back to the Georgine Rice Show. Mike Lee here guest hosting with Pastor Bill Henry from Simple Faith Calvary Chapel, meeting in Vancouver Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Check out his website, simplefaith.org, that's simplefaith.org, and his brand new radio ministry, Simple Faith, right here on 93.9 KPDQ, Sunday mornings at 7.30. So, Pastor Bill, is there any particular message that you felt led to lead off with as you launch your radio ministry? <sighs> be men and women of the Word of God would be the, the main thing. And, and, and that what I mean by that isn't just, I mean, you think of the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, they memorized huge portions of the Old Testament but they forgot to love their God, and that's that was the reason they should have been memorizing it was for the love of the Lord. And and so you know, for us again, I grew up in a faith uh, part of the huge Christian blanket, if you will, where the Word of God wasn't emphasized, and it wasn't until I was twenty seven and started actually reading my Bible that it changed my life as a Christian. I wasn't going through the drastic ups and downs, if you will. I'm not saying hard times didn't come because they definitely did. Um, but when those hard times came, I, I, I was now founded on the solid rock of Jesus Christ and his word and, and walking in obedience to it. And, and that's my heart is to get people, Hey, again, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God and to get people into, into the, to reading their Bibles. I've read studies where a lot of people who claim to be Christian hardly ever read their Bibles. And I'm like, you know, hey, let's read two or at least two or three chapters a day. Let's highlight the, those Bibles. Let's let's mark them up. That that's your sword. The, the Bible tells us, and 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 believe what you read, uh, and have faith that God's word is alive, living, than sharper than any two-edged sword, and also that your faith is going to grow as you do that. Mm. So, did he grow up an avid reader, Bill? I kind of did. Um, I found out not about 10, 12 years ago that I actually have dyslexia. But when I was a kid, I, even though I had problems reading, they could tell I wasn't, you know, I didn't have any other disabilities, but they didn't know what dyslexia was when I was a kid. And so it wasn't very easily diagnosed. But I did love to read, and I, I still love to read today, even though it's hard for me. I'll, even like when I sit down, like I said, I'll read at least three, four chapters, you know, every day. And it, it, it sometimes I have to read it three, four, five times before I actually get it. But that's okay. I'll just keep moving on and trust in the Lord. I often have difficulty reading myself. So one of the things I'm trying this year, Pastor Bill, is I'm on my phone app's version, and I'm listening to the Bible on my commute as I drive. And there tend to be about four different versions I'll flip through. Now, the Amplified Bible, which I like to read, for whatever reason, does not have an audible version, which narrows it down for my choices to the ESV. And then there's the New Living Translation, which kind of has a wonderful narrative. They often have a little bit of light background music, but I find it an easy listen. And then there's the message version that my kids and I joke about as the hipster version, because it's so informal. I'm picturing a bearded hipster up at Voodoo Donuts in the middle of Portland reading the Word of God to me in his shorts and his Birkenstocks. So are there any particular versions of the Bible that you find speak to you personally more easily than others? I, you know, kind of like you, when I'm doing my study, we're either using the New King James Version or the ESV. 
Um, I found <laughs> years ago, I used to, because I grew up with guys, J. Vernon McGee and others, that they would teach the old King James, but I found, and even my old pastor Chuck Smith, they, he would teach from the old King James, but they would translate on the fly. Because, again, it was hard to kind of keep up and understand. And so I'm like, well, let's find a version that I don't need to translate on the fly. And and so I really love um, the, you know, the new New King James for certain things. And I really love the, the new the ESV that they've done. has been They've done a wonderful job with that. And sometimes, gosh, I'll, when I'm using, when I'm teaching, I'll go back and, re, you know, use the good news. Uh, you know, just to kind of put it in in a different light, and I love the Amplified, like you're saying too. That's a wonderful version to to really read from and get deep into a little bit further into the Greek or Hebrew, you know, and just to kind of get the kind of sometimes the feel behind it. It's funny you mentioned good news. I remember that we had one in our house. Good news for modern man. It was a ragged paperback, generally white and black, and then there was some red in it. But all of the illustrations were stick figures. Do you remember that one? I do. <laughs> Maybe that's why it appealed to me. Yeah, and, and I think. Maybe it's my simplicity or my level. Yeah. So here we are with Pastor Bill Henry, the host of Simple Faith, Sunday mornings at 7.30 on 93.9 KPDQ FM, and our network of translator signals we're really quite excited about. So now that you're about to launch this program, Bill, can we turn back the clock a little bit? Can you tell us where you grew up? Yeah, I mainly grew up down in Orange County, California. Uh, Fountain Valley, Huntington Beach area, Newport Beach, down there. So so what kind of household were you raised in? Was it a church-going Christian one? Yeah, it was. Uh, we were Catholic, you know, so we were definitely and very Catholic. Uh, we'd go to church every Sunday. I went to Catholic school as a kid. Um, you know, I was an altar boy, even when I got older. I got, when I was 19, um, it's kind of an interesting thing that... In the 70s, with the outpouring of the Spirit, there was, you know, you read about it going into the Baptist Church and him going into the Lutheran Church and different, you know, all these different crossing denominations. And that's kind of basically where my main experience with the Lord came from when I was 19 and in the Catholic Church. And and then years later, I'd had some injuries uh, with my knee and had some major surgeries. And uh, I started reading my Catholic Bible for the first time ever. And as I was reading through my Bible, I started reading things like Jesus had brothers and sisters, and I, where I was taught he didn't have any brothers or sisters, or be not drunk with wine. And I'd sat down with priests and got drunk, and on all these things. And but I found Mike that it wasn't a bummer; it was actually liberating. It was all of a sudden, you know, let no corrupt communication proceed from your mouth, and all of a sudden it's like I don't have to drink anymore. I don't have to get drunk anymore. I don't have to. Dr- I'm free from these sins and. And again, I just found a, a new radical place in my walk when I actually started listening and reading to God's Word in a manner that I allowed Him to be my Lord, not just my Savior anymore. Do you think that sometimes the modern American church, Bill, doesn't emphasize enough the study of the Holy Bible? I would, not Without question, definitely yes. They, they do not emphasize the, the teaching and the obedience to the Scriptures through love, and I always say loving obedience to our Lord through it. So why are we so poor at promoting and teaching the Word of God if we are, quote-unquote, the Church? That's a great question. We could probably <laughs> spend a few programs on that. I think the bottom line is because we love our flesh so much, and 
we have to crucify the old man, you know, deny ourselves is the first thing Jesus said, pick up our cross and follow him. And and when we read the scriptures, it tells us, it teaches us what's wrong, what's right. And a lot of us who claim Christ don't like to be told that even still. Because we want things our way. No yep. strings attached. We want yep. what we want when we want it. Amen. Amen. But then here we are with this God who loved us so much, he gave us everything he had in his very best. Yeah. Go figure. But I love the fact that you're just a regular guy, although a well-read theologian, Pastor Bill Henry. So I'm looking forward to what you're going to be sharing with our listeners on Simple Faith Sunday mornings at 7.30. If there are people listening right now who may have gotten disenchanted with the church, and unfortunately we are imperfect as Christ followers, we are hypocrites, we mess up. There are plenty of scandals out there. But if someone is with between churches or if someone had never been to a church before— would you like to invite a listener to Simple Faith? Yeah, come on out, join us. You know, and if you're too far away, get into it. Find a church around you that's teaching the Word of God and loving people as we're commanded to love. You know, it's not an option as Christians to not be in fellowship. We might not like to hear it, like we said a moment ago, but in Hebrews, we're told to not forsake the gathering together of the brethren, and we're to come together to stir people up to love and to good work. So come and stir some people up and be stirred. They meet every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in Vancouver at Simple Faith Calvary Chapel. And to wet your whistle with the teachings of Pastor Bill Henry, make sure that you tune in to Simple Faith Sunday mornings at 7.30 on 93.9 KPDQ, launching Sunday, September 16th. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. Is aired on 93.9 KPDQ. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. My name is Mike Lee. Very privileged to fill in for my pal, Georgine. And across the desk, we have Pastor Bill Henry. He is the lead pastor of Simple Faith Calvary Chapel in Vancouver, meeting Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Their website is simplefaith.org. That's simplefaith.org, which I'll link up to the Difference Makers page at truetalk800.com. And we're very thrilled that Simple Faith is launching Sundays at 7.30 a.m. on 93.9 KPDQ, the brand-new radio ministry from Pastor Bill Henry, Sunday, September 16th. So all these years later, after discussions with our stations, Bill, how does it feel to finally be getting on the radio? It's a blessing, you know, and coming to that place of maturity in the ministry and, and where we can, can do this and be part of what we feel the Lord calling us to do is, is we're, we're real excited, real blessed. So can you tell us what you're seeing in the church today? Anything that you're excited about for people entering Simple Faith? Or is there any common thread in the modern church today that you believe needs to be addressed, perhaps through the radio ministry of Simple Faith? You know... Mike, as, as, the, as we look around at the church, it's interesting, and, and I join people as, you know, we, we hear, we, you know, we, we're longing for this great pouring out of the Holy Spirit to revive and wake up and do these mighty things, and I join people in those prayers, but we're also told at least three times within the New Testament that there will be a great falling away. And with, you know, again, we take the Word of God literally, so we don't believe in replacement theology where Israel has been replaced by the church, that we see in the book of Revelation that there's all kinds of plans that the Lord still has for Israel. And on May 14th, 1948, when Israel became a nation again, we see that, you know, 
the, biblically, the prophetic clock started ticking as they became a nation. They came back in unbelief, as the Bible tells us. So as I look around, I, I see a lot of apostasy, a lot of um, even darkness in the pulpits. I keep reading it. It's, it's hard to, you know, every other day or two, I, I read about another church that is, you know, ordaining this person or that person's coming out in this sin or that, and they're embracing the sin. Instead of lovingly approaching these people and saying, look, you know, this is what God's word says, and we need to repent of these things, even as the church. I mean, we look at Revelation chapters 2 and 3, and and we see Jesus in his letters to the seven churches there that he's continually calling these different churches to repent. And so, you know, that's what we look for. And in our church, we see, you know, what I do see, what I love seeing is people serving, people loving, people growing. And being challenged and open to being challenged by the word of God and, and to be encouraged. And, and what I love, too, is we have people that have come and some that, I mean, we have the whole age gamut. We have young, we have middle-aged, and um, it's just a huge blessing to see everybody growing. That's important, because if we're not growing, we're sliding backwards, I'll argue. Amen. Amen. So how can you balance what you're doing when it comes to being a teacher from the pulpit, but also a shepherd as being the pastor of Simple Faith Calvary Chapel? That's a great uh, question. I, you know, I, I pray about that often, you know, just to, to keep loving the people as Christ commanded us to do. And Peter reminded us to do in his letters, you know. Uh, I think the most loving thing I can do as a pastor, though, is to feed the people the, the Word of God. And, and and again, but also exemplify that. You know, if I need to visit somebody, we need to help somebody move something, somebody's hungry, we're going to go visit and love and, and love on those people hard for Jesus. That's what the gospel is about. We, we find out what to do through his word, and then he empowers us by his spirit, and we go by the, the grace of God. And, and so even in the midst of that, you know, I, I try to balance everything. And with my family, you know, the, my three, our three girls and my wife, and just to, to love on them, they're my first ministry. And then, you know, comes the church after that. And, and to be honest, our people are so gracious. The Lord has raised people up around us to help us in that ministry. And so we're real blessed in, the, in all that. I'm so glad to hear that. Pastor Bill Henry is the lead pastor of Simple Faith Calvary Chapel and the host of the new program, Simple Faith, Sunday mornings at 730 on 93.9 KPDQ. And early in the program, Pastor Bill, you were telling us that after being raised Catholic and then reading your Bible at the age of around 19 is when you really got stoked about reading the Word of God. So was this a gradual process, or was it like a light switch? It was pretty much like a light switch. And and basically, I had an experience with the Holy Spirit when I was 19 and repented of my sin, which I didn't know that's even what I was doing. I was sitting on my surfboard in Newport Beach and started weeping over the sinfulness of my life and and cried out to the Lord. And, and it wasn't until I was 27 when I had the thing with my knee happen, and then I started reading my Bible, and it was for months because I was it was a pretty bad knee um, surgery. And so but when I went back to my friends at the Catholic Church, I was so excited because I had my Catholic Bible. I'm like, check this out. This is so awesome. And all of a sudden, most of them were just like, ah, no, get, you know, get away. What are you doing? And and it was a very sudden thing because then I started going, I'd gone to Calvary Chapel as well uh, to some concerts, like we'd said earlier, punk rock and new wave concerts that they had hosted there. But I also remember them teaching the Bible even at the concerts. And so I went started going there and they were teaching the Word of God and it was just, 
it it radically changed my life, even as a Christian. I mean, it radically uh, changed, and it still does. God still every I get so excited even when I'm teaching because He's teaching me first before I ever step into the pulpit because it's alive. We need to come expectantly to the Word of God because. It's not to just 2,000 or 3,000 years old. It is alive and living today, and we need to be reminded of that as Christians. So, Pastor Bill, here you are a pastor today. You talked about being in the tape ministry for the Word for Today. When did you become a pastor, and how did that come about? I became a pastor first in uh, 1998. I was serving in the ministry for years before that. I'm also a worship leader, so I, I did. I was in a Christian Punk rock, new, punk rock new wave band back in the 80s. Uh, would that have a name that any of us might recognize? Maybe. Simple Faith. <laughs> that was the name of your band? That was the name of the band. Oh, uh, before it became the church and yeah, now the I radio just, ministry. Yeah, Simple we Faith loved was the, actually your band's yep, name. Yep, that was the band name. And we got old pictures of us with our long hair and funny outfits, my red Converse high tops. But uh, It was the era. It was. Um you know, so, but in 1998, we actually went out to start a church or actually take over a church that was up in a place called Estes Park, Colorado. And we were ordained up there. And uh, the the people who said they wanted to be a Calvary decided after three months that they no longer wanted to be a Calvary and go back to their old denomination. So it kind of the Lord just, we, we tried for a little while longer, but the Lord kind of gently closed the doors. But it so, was your start. It was it your was. experience. It was, yep. So can you share with our listeners what brought you here to the Pacific Northwest when you were previously down in Colorado? Well, we went back to California again. We went back on staff at Costa Mesa. And then we I, I just felt the Lord, the Pacific Northwest. We'd actually come up here in 96 or 97. And um, well, then we uh, came up and were on staff here at a church and then decided that we wanted to go out and start a church. And so in 2004, and we took that step of faith. And did you have any other ties to the Pacific Northwest? Any friends or relatives up here? No. I, well, we had one friend that lived up here, but we'd, I'd driven up before that to, you know, feeling the Lord's call. And then I, he didn't open the door at that moment. And I felt defeated. I don't hear from the Lord. And three months later, I got that call. To come up and, hey, you want to be on staff at this church? And so here we are. So as a worship leader, what's your specialty? Are you a guitarist, vocalist, keyboardist, or a bunch of all of the above? Uh, mainly guitar and vocal. So that's mainly what I do. So. so all these years later, having a musical family, is there any feeling like that for, for a musician? No. It's, it's wonderful, especially, Mike. As you know, when you're worshiping the Lord together, there's no greater honor and uh, no greater joy as a, as a dad, as a husband, and as a pastor. So kids, maybe one of your parents has a birthday coming up. You might have these grandiose ideas of what's the ultimate gift to buy, but you ever think that maybe worshiping alongside your parent with all you have might be one of the biggest gifts you'll ever give? Just a thought there. Simple Faith is coming to 93.9 KPDQ, debuting Sunday, September 16th. Listen to Pastor Bill Henry every Sunday morning at 7.30. And if you're between churches or just like to give them a look in person, check out Simple Faith Calvary Chapel in Vancouver. Their services begin at 10 a.m. And you can find out more on their website, simplefaith.org. That's simplefaith.org. And you're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. 
You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. I'm Mike Lee filling in for Georgine Rice. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Georgine Rice Show with our very special guest, Pastor Bill Henry. His church is Simple Faith Calvary Chapel, meeting in Vancouver every Sunday morning at 10. Details are at simplefaith.org. That's simplefaith.org. And speaking of Simple Faith, that's also the name of his old Christian punk rock band. And it's now the name of his brand new radio ministry. Check out Simple Faith every Sunday morning at 7.30 on 93.9 KPDQ starting Sunday, September 16th. I'm kind of giddy hearing about this, Pastor Bill. So thank you for all these years later after discussions and discussions joining our radio family. I have great expectations that your heart's and your biblical knowledge, and your passion for the Word, and just your desire to be a shepherd and a teacher to others will really help out the listeners here in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, we're excited. Like We're honored to be here on, on KPDQ, and, and just alongside all the other teachers, that they, that, you know, the wonderful Bible teachers that are on this station, and everybody I've met even here over the years have been so loving and godly and, and kind. We're just excited to be part of this family, so we're blessed. So now that you're going to be a radio preacher, tell us about your favorites that you've listened to over the years. Who really strikes a chord in you, makes you take pause? Um, you know, so many. You know, from James Martin here in the area, um, Alistair Begg, love Alistair Begg, uh, J. Vernon McGee, you know, I rode the Bible bus starting back in the late 80s, I think it was. Um, you know, my old pastor, Chuck Smith, and, and you know, Chuck Swindoll. I mean, you, you just go on and on. So many great men that we have. And I love, to be honest, I love to go on, uh, and, and on online and find the other guys, you know, like Martin Lloyd-Jones and uh, uh, um, having A.W. Tozer, Vance Havner, all these guys that just were preaching the Word of God faithfully and not afraid. You know, uh, Spurgeon, and you just keep going back. So I just love it. So here you are today with your wife and your kids in Vancouver. Can you tell us where you met your wife in the first place? I met my wife when I was shipping tapes. And the word for today, she was in another part of the same ministry. And uh, she was come back and forth in between the tape room. There was a lot of people working there in those days. And uh, we met that way. It was awesome. So you see, kids, cassette tapes are good things. <laughs> Well, you know, vinyl's making a comeback now. That's true. I That's wonder true. if cassette tapes will be the next <laughs> retro fad to join us in the cool hip category. <laughs> so, tell us about the first time that you laid eyes on her. Do you remember that? I actually do. You know, she was walking through the tape um, library, that, or the place that we sent out the stuff, and I just remember she just looked very sweet, and, and she's pretty. And she's a very pretty woman, even still. Um, but just her spirit. And that was what, because I was older. I was 32, and she's 22. So she's you know, 10 years younger than I was. And to be honest, I kind of like, at first, just kind of put it off to the side. Ah, she's too young for me. And uh, although I'm pretty, you know, one, that's one of the good things about being immature. I kind of, <laughs> one of the first times, hey, we can kind of, she was mature. And so we met in the middle, if you will. But, Honestly, what drew me to her the most was was God was her love for the Lord, her, the Spirit of Christ in her. Because again, at that point, um, you know, I'd been through different relationships over the years, and 
I, I knew what I was looking for. And I had friends even tell me, oh, you're too picky, you're too this. It's like, no, I want somebody who wants Jesus more than they're going to love Jesus more than they're going to love me. And, and, and that's where she is and she still is today. She's so beautiful. And, and even more than that, she's beautiful in her love for Christ. So all these years later, a successful marriage, raising kids, Simple Faith Calvary Chapel Church together. I'm glad that you didn't settle. Do you, think, do you think in this era today, Pastor Bill Henry, that we're prone to just want what we want so quickly that we will settle for what's less than God's best plan for us? Amen. I, I think a lot of it is we're looking for satisfaction. We, we, I, I mean, a lot of young men and women today, that they, they, they think they're going to find satisfaction in a wife or a husband instead of... Like Paul said, look, if you're not married, don't desire, you know, but you still have that desire. Don't look to be married. You have more time right now to serve the Lord where you're at. And, and God will bring that person, that guy, that gal. Just go love, keep loving Jesus wherever you are. Draw nearer to the Lord and, and, and let patience. It's one of the uh, fruits of the Holy Spirit to be patient. Love is patient. Love is kind. And we have to understand that... Um, it, it's worth the wait. I would I waited a long time for my wife. My kid and friends were all getting married, having kids, and I felt kind of honestly like a loser sometimes. But I'm so thankful that I waited and that the Lord kept setting me apart and kept holding me off. And I would do it all over again in, in a heartbeat. I'm such a blessed man. Well, the Bible tells us if we can handle being single— we have opportunities to do a lot more for the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. However, the Bible also says if you can't handle being single, then go out and get married. Yeah. So in my case, I'm certainly not one who could have been a good single person any longer than I was. Not that I was that good a single person, but I love the fact that you were able to not settle because I think the mentality nowadays is – We want what we want when we want it. So I had a great interview a little ways back with uh, CBNW's Conservative Baptist Northwest, uh, Jeremy Schumacher. And what he said really stuck with me. His mentors had told him, run hard toward God with everything you have. And then look to the side. And if you see someone running alongside you, then maybe that's a potential spouse. And in his case... That worked out quite well, just like it did for you and for your wife. Amen. I love that. So are there any favorite spots, now that you've been in the Pacific Northwest for some time now, are there any special spots for Bill Henry's family that you like to visit? Uh, We love to go to Seaside, Oregon. Uh, We love Lincoln City, Oregon as well. Um, Yale Lake, I love to, I ride a motorcycle, so I love to take my laptop sometimes and throw my Bible and my laptop in my saddlebag and ride up to Yell Lake or somewhere and just sit and study, you know, when the weather's nice. I uh, love to ride with my wife. <laughs> my girls, they'll all argue who gets to ride with dad this time. So, yeah, we, we love it. It's, it's beautiful up here. Uh, we're so blessed. And again, we're last night at our prayer meeting, we're just thanking the Lord for the creation that he's given us and that, you know, we're told that creation declares the glory of God. And and we have it shouting all around us as, you know, live up here in the Pacific Northwest and just so blessed. It's good for us to get away sometimes. I love going to the coast myself because there's something therapeutic for me and for my wife when you see the ocean and how vast yes. it is around. It kind of grounds you to how 
small a part of this universe of God's great creation that we actually are. Amen. And that we're so loved that, you know, Mike, it's like you look at all the grains that are on the, the sand and that's like us in the midst of humanity. And yet Jesus died for you. He died for me. And that as we repent of our sins and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ to be a Lord and Savior, we're born again of his spirit and become his children. And I just love he, he loved us even while we're yet sinners. And again, like you said, that reminds me of all that, just in the vastness and the greatness. We're more important to him than any of that. It's so easy for us to get stuck on ourselves and forget that fact. Amen. But I'm glad for your reminder, Pastor Bill Henry. So being an adventurous type, you mentioned growing up being a surfer dude <laughs> yeah. and then transitioning into a motorcycle rider now. Do you still have that sense of thrill and adventure that you had growing up? You know, I do. It's it's so funny, Mike, because, and I know this is going to sound like just religious, like the, the pastor is supposed to say this. There's an old song you probably, I mean, you obviously would know, but from Stephen Curtis Chapman called This is the Great Adventure. And I'm going to get teary-eyed because Christianity, I've, Okay, I lived in Australia. I traveled in Australia, backpacked there for six months. I've worked on a television show, the, the New Mickey Mouse Club, years ago. I've done all these different things. I used to surf every day in Newport Beach, one of the best surf spots in the world. I ride my motorcycle, but nothing compares to walking in a daily relationship with Jesus Christ. And I mean that. It's like, But again, when I was first a Christian, it wasn't like that because I didn't know the treasures that were there within the Lord. And when as I read his word and I begin to understand who he is and who I am, and and it honestly, it, it becomes, that's the great adventure. I love to ride my motorcycle, but if the Lord told me to give it up tomorrow, it's yours, Lord. I, I used to love to surf, but to be honest, Mike, I it was too much of a God for me. That's why I stopped. I could, it was, I was totally immersed in that culture. I had to walk away because it was too, too much of a God, and, and I've never regretted a day of that. Pastor Bill Henry launches Simple Faith Sundays at 7.30 a.m. on 93.9 KPDQ. The debut is Sunday, September 16th, and you could also visit him as the lead pastor of Simple Faith Calvary Chapel in Vancouver, Sunday mornings at 10. So, Pastor Bill, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Mike. And thank you for listening to The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. My name is Mike Lee, Director of Local Ministries, and I'm very privileged to fill in for my pal, Georgine. I also host a weekly ministry spotlight called Difference Makers on True Talk 800, Friday afternoons at 1, which gets rebroadcast Saturday afternoons at 1 on True Talk 800 and on 93.9 KPDQ-FM. Across the glass, my pal Justin Mansfield, and across the phone line, my dear friend, Pastor Pierre Rosa. He serves as the Senior Pastor of Grace Baptist Church in Salem, and he's also the host of Truth With Grace, heard Saturday mornings at 10 on True Talk 800 KPDQ-AM, exploring the truth of God's Word and the grace of salvation. So welcome, Pierre. How are you today, brother? I'm well, Mike. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Truly a privilege to have you on. And let's just say someone happens to enjoy hearing you on Truth With Grace, or maybe they're between churches or new to the area. Would you like to give them an invitation? Yeah. No, I I would love to. We love visitors here at Grace Baptist Church, so if anyone 
is in the area or checking out churches in the area, we're located on uh, 4197 State Street, just east of Lancaster Drive, Grace Baptist Church, yes. They're a wonderful congregation of roughly 300 or so. They are affiliated with CB Northwest, and their services are Sunday mornings at 1045, and they also have small group Sunday school classes starting at 9. So, Pastor Pierre, according to your bio, before you came to Grace Baptist Church, Dr. Pierre Rosa served for 10 years plus as an associate pastor at Shadow Mountain Community Church in San Diego, California, under the leadership of a name that we're all quite familiar with here, Dr. David Jeremiah. And Pastor Rosa witnessed the global impact of Turning Point Ministries and the thousands of lives it transformed by the gospel through this ministry. So it's real great to have you not only in Salem, Oregon, Pierre, but on the air as well. So can you tell us about your experience with Dr. David Jeremiah, whom you refer to affectionately as Dr. J? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I worked for him for, like you said, over 10 years. Uh, I went to school in the seminary right across the street from the campus down there in San Diego called uh, Southern California Seminary. And before that, I went to San Diego Christian College. So I got familiar with the church and made some friends there. And um, right about 2006, one of my former professors invited me to work at the church at the time as a as a pastor of the Brazilian community there that we were starting. So that's how I got uh, introduced to the church there and served there for 10 years. After about five years, I became the pastor of evangelism there in like you mentioned, just being a part of a ministry like that was really inspiring to me. You know, the, the Pastor Jay, like you were saying, Dr. Jay was uh, in the same church, or still is there for 38 years now. So I have a lot to look up to. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, I learned so much. It was time to, to leave and uh, follow God's call to Salem here. I came with a great joy knowing that I had a great mentor. Well, that's for sure, Pierre. So do you have any ties to the area prior to your move from San Diego? Are there any relatives or friends in the Pacific Northwest for you? No. Uh, it was, we, my wife and I were praying for some time before we um, started talking to, to uh, Grace Baptist here, and we were just praying for direction and guidance. Say, Lord, wherever you want to take us, just make it clear for the both of us. And a few researches on the web, I got to meet the uh, – the uh, search committee here, the pulpit search committee here, and um, started talking with him. But yeah, I didn't even know that Salem was the capital of Oregon. I always thought that Portland was, you know, that's shame on me. But I <laughs> uh, got to know a little bit of my geography better before we came. And uh, we came, visited some folks, visited the church, and God just confirmed everything until it was very obvious for both me and my wife and my daughter that it was uh, this was the church he wanted us to going to be a part of. And looking back on in a year now, it's, it's definitely the right decision. We're, we're glad we, we did. So. What I'd like to do, Pierre, is spend the remainder of the program talking about you and the transition and how it is to serve here in Salem. But before I do, I want to remind people of a very special event coming up this Monday at Corbin University, where I'm privileged to serve as an adjunct professor. In the Psalm Center of Corbin University in Salem from 10 to 10.50 in the morning, Pastor Pierre Rosa is scheduled to speak. And if your organization or church or group would like Pierre to share his story with you, 
he's willing, able, and experienced, whether it's a men's conference, a youth conference, or a marriage retreat. There's hardly a dry eye in the house when Pastor Pierre shares his story. But more important than anything else is the fact that it honors God, and Pierre's story encourages people who are facing difficulties. So without spoiling what you're going to share at Corbin, would you like to give us a part of your story, Pierre Rosa? That's right, yeah. The, uh, I used to tell people when I share my testimony, I tell people this is more about God than about me or my family per se. But uh, in a nutshell, God got us through the loss of two children while we were in ministry, you know, something I never thought, thought I would experience. We we started in ministry, like I said, in 2006, and I had all the training I thought I, I needed at the time, but God had something else in mind. He, he wanted to give me some really heads-on training, and um, he did that by putting us through the tragedies of losing two of our three children. And um, and every time I share the story, uh, there, there's no, no bitterness in our hearts. We, we're glad that God put us through such uh, safe testing because it, it really brought us closer to him and closer to each other too, My, for me and my wife. So it really, um, you know, suffering is not fun, but during the time you're going through it, but when you look at it from the other side, when you go through something like this and you, you walk through it with Christ, it makes all the difference in the world. So I plan on sharing that um, when I speak at Corbin on the 17th, like you're saying, and Every time I have an opportunity to share this story, it's it's God gets the honor and glory, and it's an opportunity for me to preach Christ. So what can be better than that? I love your outlook, Pastor Pierre Rosa, when it comes to God seeing you through tragedies, and yet some good needs to come out of it. So as a fellow parent who has experienced multiple miscarriages, my heart just goes out to you and to your wife and to your daughter for your losses. Mm-hmm. So, well, thanks. Yeah, appreciate that. I believe that people generally want to say and do the right thing, but mm-hmm. until they join this club that no one wants to be a member of, which is those of mm-hmm. us who have lost babies, they often yeah. feel awkward and don't know what the right thing to say is to someone who has just suffered a loss. So, can you give us any suggestions along that front, Pierre? Yeah, you know the the best thing to do when you when you when a friend goes through something like this, a loved one is going through something like this, the best thing to do is just be there for them. You don't need to try to counsel them or anything like that because their their heart is so broken. It's so hard to assimilate even biblical truth when you're going to the shock of losing a, a son or a daughter. Like right in those moments, the days and the weeks following after the the event and. The people at Shadow Mountain Church down in San Diego, when we were we went through this, we were members of the church. I was on staff there. They understood this so well. And God just really used some of the folks there to just be there with us, just pray for us. They served us. And, um, you know, they came to clean the house. They offered to babysit our um, youngest daughter at the time. And so this was a good way that God took care of us by using God's people. So, yeah, really the best thing to do is just pray for for the people that are going through this and just be there for them. Just If you're going to show up, just give them a hug. Tell them you love them. Tell them you're praying for them. That, that's, that's enough. And let the Holy Spirit do the rest and use the people of God 
to uh, to minister to the hearts of the of his suffering saints. So, and we experienced that firsthand. So we, that's one of the things. Nobody wants to to go through this, but when you go through this, you know, you experience the 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 love of God's people and the really the ministry of the Holy Spirit through God's people. It makes all the difference in the world. Coming up this Monday from 10 to 10.50 a.m., Pastor Pierre Rosa is scheduled to speak at chapel at Corbin University's Psalm Center in Salem. Don't miss it, and remember to tune in to Truth With Grace, Saturday mornings at 10 on True Talk 800 KPDQ AM, exploring the truth of God's Word and the grace of salvation. When we return to The Georgine Rice Show, more with Pastor Pierre Rosa. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Welcome back to The Georgine Rice Show. My name is Mike Lee, speaking with Pastor Pierre Rosa, the senior pastor of Grace Baptist Church in Salem and the host of the radio ministry, Truth With Grace, heard Saturday mornings at 10 on True Talk 800 KPDQ AM. So, Pierre, thanks so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your company and your heart for radio ministry, which goes back to your days at Shadow Mountain Community Church in San Diego, California, where you served under the tutelage and leadership of your friend, Dr. J himself, Dr. David Jeremiah. So can you tell us any stories about Turning Point Ministries that really prompted your heart to start your own radio ministry on Truth With Grace? Oh, yeah, there's so many stories, Mike. I um, One of my responsibilities at the Shadow Mountain Community Church was to host the uh, first guest table at the church. I was in charge of that whole ministry there, and so I got to meet everybody that came and visited the church, and we had people from all over the country, all over the world, really, that were uh, taking their vacation in San Diego, and really some people who were would go there just to be at Shadow Mountain Community Church, and most everybody would say, well, I'm here because of the radio program or the or the TV show, you know, I listen to him on the radio, or, you know, my friend got saved by listening to a radio broadcast and I just loved hearing those stories and of course I would report them back to uh, to our senior pastor and it, it blessed his heart as well. I remember one particular story it was um he he said this many times from the pulpit before was that there was a fellow listening to uh, one of his sermons on the radio and he he wasn't really a believer but he was just flipping through the channels and he got into a car accident and it was a pretty bad accident but his car flipped over, and when he was, he remembers listening to the invitation part of the message uh, during the, when he was laying down on the on the road, and he gave his life to Christ right there. So that's an amazing story. And I thought when I one of the first things I wanted to do when I moved here to to Salem, and when I was called to be the senior pastor here at Grace, was to I want to do that too. I want to be able to uh, preach through the radio waves, and because God only knows the the power and what he can use because he does promise in his word that his word will never come boy, come back void. So that's why I'm so passionate about radio. I and radio ministry and media ministry, because I've seen the power of that. And I've seen God used the radio waves to save people and sanctify uh, his people as well. So I'm, I'm really excited about what we're doing here. And we are ecstatic to have you on the air in our family with truth, with grace Saturday mornings at 10 on true talk 800. What are your dreams somewhere down the line now that you've been on the air for just about a year? Mm-hmm. Well, I have so many, Mike. I, um, I am a dreamer. And uh, I, I one of the first things 
Well, I, I would be really blessed to see if this ministry just blossom and, and, and God bless this tremendously. I, I'm so glad and blessed by our partnership, Mike, and the people at KPDQ. We're, we're friends. We're partners in ministry. So I really hope that God will use this to grow our ministry and, and, and really his ministry. I'm, I'm just a vessel. I tell people here at the church, I'm just a, I'm not the cook, I'm the waiter. So my job is to deliver the meal that God has prepared, and you guys are partners with me in this. So one of the things I would love to see is for uh, for us to grow and to reach more people here in the Portland area, in the Salem area, in our state here. And I'm willing to invest the time, the resources that God has given us, and uh, we'll, we'll see what, where God takes us. That's So I would say that's pretty much number one. And, and also, obviously, the growth of our church here, you know, I... I love shepherding our folks here. I love being available to them. I love caring for their spiritual needs. The the team that got put together here. I'm I'm surrounded by godly people. So obviously, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to God was going to do here to the growth here, and then and in our ministry, the radio ministry as well. So there are many good things in the store, and we're looking forward to hearing all about them, Pastor Pierre Rosa. So tell us about the transition from San Diego to Salem, Oregon. How has it been for you, but also for your wife and for your daughter? Yeah, no, that that's also a testimony of God's goodness to us. You know, when, when we decided that it was pretty obvious that God was taking us here, we, we had to take the step of faith. And the first question, both from the search committee here at Grace and people that we knew, was this, why in the world? Would you leave sunny San Diego, go to rainy Salem, and then pastor a smaller church? And my answer is this. I want to do it. You know, I, God put the desire in my heart. You know, First Timothy 3, 1 says, He who aspires the office of an overseer desires a good thing, an excellent thing. So I wanted to do it. And obviously we prayed that God would um, take us through the transition well. And every step of the way, God was faithful, you know, and, and I use this to tell people, too. When you follow God's planning for your life, he's going to require the faith aspect of it. You, you know, if it doesn't scare you, it's not faith. That's something I learned from Dr. J. If it doesn't scare you, it's not really faith. So we came and turned out I love the weather here. I, You know, I grew up in Brazil, in case our listeners there are wondering what my accent is from. I grew up in Brazil. It's a rainy country. I spent 20 years of my life there, the next 20 years in San Diego. So the, the weather here is, is lovely. I love the cold weather, the colder weather than San Diego. The church here is nice. We found a nice Christian school here for my daughter, and we made some good friends. So the transition's been very, very good, very smoothly. And again, it was just a, a testimony of uh, God's goodness. Obviously, the fact that you and I met. Mike, uh, maybe a month or two before or after I came here was was also a gift from God. So you were a part of that, you and the folks at KPDQ. I am privileged to be a small part in your big story, Pierre Rosa. And I'm thrilled that the transition for you and your family has been so good and so quick. As a family that moved out here from New York 10 years ago, I know firsthand it's not always the same case for everyone who transplants to the Pacific Northwest. But getting back to your San Diego days, you were happy where you were with Dr. David Jeremiah and Shadow Mountain Community Church in San Diego. There was no real reason for you to want to leave except for the fact that God put that in your heart somehow. So was this a gradual process 
or did he wake you up suddenly in the middle of the night? How was this for you? No, it was definitely a gradual process. I, you know, when you sit through the Bible teaching of a faithful expositor of the Word, like I did for 10 years, listening to Pastor Jay preach from the Word of God faithfully, um, Sunday after Sunday, it grows on you. It, it, I, the, what God did in my heart is I, I want to be able to treat the, the Word of God the same way. So I wonder if, if, if there's a place anywhere here I can go and be a pastor. So we prayed for a long time. We, we, we you know went to seminary, got some more training. We kept praying about it, kept counseling with uh, my mentors and some of the other people in our lives. And yeah, you're right that there was no other reason to leave other than I just desired the work of an overseer. We were ministering down there in San Diego was doing great. I was actually got to travel a little bit with uh, the Turning Point crew, did some some of the rallies with them, and 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 those are all fun and awesome. But nothing beats preaching the Word of God Sunday after Sunday uh, to the people of God, you know, the shepherding the flock of God, and that's what I wanted to do. So I prayed and I forgot to confirm that desire in my heart. But again, the, the faith aspect comes um, into the equation as well. If it doesn't scare you, it's not faith. So, yeah, I was a little bit scared. It was scary to leave the comfortable uh, place down there in San Diego, the church we love so much, the so many friends we made there. But again, it's been a year that we've been here now, and looking back on it, it was definitely the right thing. We made some very good friends here, new friends here, and we kept the ones we had in San Diego. So it's a double whammy. There you go. You lost nothing. So we're so glad that you're here in the Pacific Northwest, Pastor Pierre Rosa, not only because you are the senior pastor of Grace Baptist Church in Salem, which meets on State Street just east of Lancaster Drive with services Sunday mornings at 1045, but also because we get to hear you firsthand throughout the Pacific Northwest every Saturday morning at 10 on True Talk 800 on your radio ministry, Truth With Grace. So we're going to have all of Pierre's pertinent information on truetalk800.com on the Difference Makers page. But if you'd like to find out more information firsthand, please go to their website, gbcsalem.org. That's gbcsalem.org. Make sure to follow Grace Baptist Church on Facebook. You could find Pastor Pierre on LinkedIn at Pierre Rosa and on Twitter at Pierre G. Rosa. When we return... More with Pastor Pierre Rosa of Grace Baptist Church in Salem right here on The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. My name is Mike Lee, and on the line, it's Pastor Pierre Rosa. He is the senior pastor of Grace Baptist Church in Salem, meeting Sunday mornings at 1045. And you can also tune in to his radio ministry. It's called Truth with Grace, airing every Saturday morning at 10 on True Talk 800 KPDQ AM. So, Pierre, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule for joining us today. Oh, it's my honor, Mike. Love doing that. So we were talking about the big move to the Pacific Northwest from sunny San Diego and Turning Point Ministries, Shadow Mountain Community Church in San Diego, where you served under the leadership of the wonderful Dr. David Jeremiah. So the move was pretty clear for you, but how was it for your wife and your daughter in particular? Were there growing pains or things that God had put on their hearts? Oh, yeah, for sure. This um, 
one of the things we talked about during the whole process is I, I told both my wife and daughter that I wasn't going to do this unless they were both 100% on board, that they agreed that this, that we as a family agreed that this was uh, God's leading. So it took some time. It took some prayer. Obviously, you know, for my wife, the messing up with, with the stability that we had in San Diego it was a little bit more challenging for me. I'm the dreamer. I'm the I'm the adventure seeker in the family. She is the stable person. She likes her stability, you know, her friends that she had at the other church. So there's always that fear aspect of it. So we 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 talked and we talked some more and we prayed together and we obviously grew through the whole process through 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 the whole process by praying together by understanding each other's concern and that just God gave us um alignment you know when it, it was his timing god gave us a sense of peace in fact one one funny story i mean it's actually a, an inspirational story <laughs> when we were talking to uh, grace baptist here and i talked to my wife my daughter julia and i said you know what well, there might be a possibility we're moving to salem and uh, she said oh really um for some reason i have peace about that and i said hmm did you know that salem means actually Peace in Hebrew, shalom. It comes from the word shalom in Hebrew. And she said, no, but that's interesting. So I don't say that there's anything prophetic about that. It's just uh, interesting how God gave my daughter peace about coming to a place that's named after the attribute peace. So it was, uh, again, God uh, was was directing every step of the way. And that that's a testimony of his goodness. And His when he calls, he will equip you to go through it. So I'm glad we did. I love the fact, Pierre, that you told your wife and your daughter that you were not willing to make the move unless all of you felt it was God's calling and that you were all on the same page. So when you brought this up to your wife and your daughter, was there any concern that they might say, oh, I don't feel like moving? Yeah, they, you know, the, um, the concerns were, you know, what about my friends here? What about the school for, for Julia? Are we going to find a school that we love so much, like the school where she was going to? And the church, of course, you know. They, are we going to have the same kind of friendships we have here? You know, we, we heard all the horror stories about new pastors coming in and all the all the drama that happens and things like that. So I, I've read a lot of books about that. That's the other thing I did, too. I, 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 I'm a researcher, so I, I read everything I could in my hands on about transitioning ministries about new pastors coming into a new place i did a little bit of study on the on the area here and all that so that again god just used all of that to confirm in our hearts but we come we came to a point where we said well we got to take a step of faith you know we, we've done our due diligence we prayed we talked to everybody that needed to be involved in the decision we just need to now if if we're both on board with this, with the, we, of course it's my job to lead the family, but I wanted to make sure my wife was a hundred percent on board and a hundred percent supportive of this move. And when she got to the point when she came to me and said, "I I'm I'm convinced that we need to go," and we did. And there were some tears the day we left. You know, the Sunday, the last Sunday at Shadow Mountain when we were hugging people and saying our goodbyes, it, it was emotional. It was hard. Um, but, you know, there was a sense of peace, an overwhelming sense of peace that we were following God's will for our family. And that 
the drive from San Diego to here was a very good drive because of that overwhelming sense of peace. All 16 hours of it. Wow. <laughs> I've made that flight before, but I've never driven for that long outside of the move from the East Coast, mind you. So I'm glad it's worked out so well for you and your wife and your daughter, as well as mm-hmm. for Grace Baptist Church. So can you tell us how it was being the new pastor on the block? Yeah. the uh, you know, Of course, I knew the pulpit uh, committee here. Some folks knew who I was. Uh, because what, what happened is we came first— Incognito, uh, in May of 2017, nobody knew who we were except the people who were interviewing us, the pulpit uh, committee here. They wanted me to come to church here to experience the church for what it is, because they, their reasoning was if, if people knew I was coming, they would probably try to be in their best behavior and things like that. So we came the first time, and we met some of the folks, and it was a wonderful experience. You know, I, I sensed that the church was eager uh, to grow for new new leadership. They had a wonderful pastor here before me. He just, he got sick. Pastor Ken here got so sick that he couldn't continue anymore. So he, he decided to retire. So the church was without a pastor for a whole year. And uh, they were researching and, and they're, they were doing their diligence as well. So when I came and met with the folks here, again, I remember saying to my wife on the flight back, this time we, we, we flew here and we flew back. And I told her, so is this a 70% or 80%? What are we on the scale here? She said, well, I think it's pretty much God's will. I'd say I'm in a 90%. <laughs> but then the next uh, step of the whole process is the church had me come here to preach my candidacy sermon. That was in June of 2017. And when I came, everybody knew who I was because they had seen my picture before. They researched me on Facebook. So they really... Then I got my whole life to make sure the guy who was coming here uh, was a godly man. But um, I came and preached, and met them, all, all of the other people here, the ministry leaders at the church, and had a wonderful time. And of course, the the fear in my heart was, how are they going to receive me? Too, you know, they they they've been without a pastor. The you know, Pastor Ken laid such a great foundation here. But you know, this God's in this thing since the beginning. And they, they received me really well. They, they're, they're my new family. So I made friends for life here already. And it's been great. Obviously not without challenges. You know, but I've always heard that if you find the perfect church, don't join it because you're going to ruin it. <laughs> so I came with that um, attitude. You know, I, I, I'm aware of the fact that there will be some changes. That's why the church needs leadership. But so far, it's been a great experience. And uh, God's definitely is smiling upon our church here by opening the doors for radio ministry and everything. We're glad that he's doing that. We are so glad as well to have hosting Truth With Grace, Pastor Pierre Rosa on the line. You can listen to his radio ministry every Saturday morning at 10 on True Talk 800. In addition to the fact that he serves as senior pastor of Grace Baptist Church in Salem, That's located on State Street, just east of Lancaster Drive in Salem. They meet Sundays for services at 1045 a.m., and they also have small group Sunday school classes beginning at 9 a.m. So, Pastor Pierre, dare I ask how many people went to your old church, Shadow Mountain Community Church in San Diego? (laughs) Yeah, it was a big, big church. Attendance there was at around 7,000 when I left and two years ago now, no, a year ago now, uh, 
three services, you know, two on Sunday mornings, one on Saturday evenings. And, uh, of course, the millions who listen to the radio broadcast and the, t- the TV programs as well. So the, really the reach of the church there at Shadow Mountain was global, was worldwide for sure. But, yeah, 7,000 in attendance. He spent more than a decade with Shadow Mountain Community Church in San Diego under the tutelage of Dr. David Jeremiah. He worked alongside Turning Point Ministries, and we're so privileged to have Pastor Pierre Rosa here in the Pacific Northwest, not only a senior pastor of Grace Baptist Church in Salem, but also hosting Truth with Grace. Check him out every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on True Talk 800. And when we return, more with Pastor Pierre Rosa of Grace Baptist Church in Salem right here on The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Thanks so much for joining The Georgine Rice Show. My name is Mike Lee, and on the line is Pastor Pierre Rosa, the senior pastor of Grace Baptist Church in Salem, meeting every Sunday morning at 1045 on State Street, just east of Lancaster Drive in Salem. And speaking of Salem, don't miss Pastor Pierre in a very special appearance this Monday from 10 to 10.50 a.m. He'll be speaking at chapel at Corbin University's Psalm Center in Salem. And if you'd like Pastor Pierre to share his story with you at your church, your marriage conference, your retreat, or your conference, please ask him. There's hardly ever a dry eye in the room when he does share his story. But most importantly, it's about honoring God through God's provision of perseverance through facing difficulties, and and in his case, the case of a loss of two children. So now that you're here in the Pacific Northwest, Pierre, we're so glad to have you here as part of the KPDQ family. And I have to ask you, where did you meet your wife in the first place? Okay, that's that's a good question. We met in Brazil, where we both grew up. In 1994, so we're going on 24 years now, more than half of my life, and we were both 16 at the time. We went to a youth retreat um, down there in Brazil, uh, her church and my church, and we met. We fell in love, and we've been together ever since. We dated for about three years before I moved to the U.S. in, in 1997 to go to school here, and then she finished her um, school cooling down in Brazil as a dentist and came here in 2001. And, um, and it was, as soon as she got here, I proposed to her cause I knew she was the one. It was, I mean, pretty obvious that all the doors that God had opened, we got married in 2002 and, um, yeah, we've been going on for, uh, 16 years now. We've been married 16 years and looking forward to many more. Well, God bless you, and congratulations, Pierre. And when was your last one-on-one date without any kids around? Okay, we we just got back from a month in Brazil, like two, three weeks ago. I I think, let's see, we went for my sister's wedding. I think we did a, yeah, we did a walk on the beach down there in Brazil. Um, Just to remember old times, you know, dip our, our toes in the Atlantic Ocean. So I would say it was probably about three weeks ago now, um, down there, looking at the, the sunset. Of course, sunset is the other way in Brazil. It does, the sun doesn't set in the, in the ocean like here, but it was, was a memorable time. So did both you and your wife go up, grow up in church-going Christian families? She did uh, two generations uh, 
before her, but not me. My my father was an atheist down in Brazil, and my mom was a skeptical. My father died an atheist about 12 years ago, and my mom actually became a Christian after we moved here to the U.S. Actually, in San Diego, in, in, at Shadow Mountain, she became a deaconess after she became a Christian there, after some time, obviously, of observation and growth and maturity, and then she's a deacon there until this day. That and, must be uh, she wonderful. She comes here to visit me. Yeah, she comes here to visit me about once a month, and I, I joke with the people here in the church. She comes to check me out, make sure I'm not preaching anything wrong, and she reports back <laughs> to the people at Shadow Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So you yeah. mentioned earlier on that Grace Baptist Church is a growing congregation, somewhere around the size of about 300 people attending, versus your previous church with Dr. David Jeremiah in San Diego at Shadow Mountain Community Church, which was, did I remember the number 7,000 correctly? Yeah, that's about right. So in your eyes, what is the vision of the size of the strongest church? What's too big? What's too small? Is there any magic number that a congregation should aim for? I don't think so. I think we should aim for whatever God has in mind for a particular congregation. Obviously, I don't think every church should be a mega church, but I believe that if you're preaching the Word of God, you're reaching people for Christ, God is going to honor you and God is going to draw people to himself through your ministry, and obviously the result of that will be numerical growth. So yeah, I, I don't know of any pastor who doesn't want to preach to a full auditorium. I don't know of any pastor who likes to preach to empty seats. So I'm no different. I, I want to reach as many people as I can. I want to grow our congregation here. I don't think we'll ever be a church of 7,000, but you know, we serve a big God. Who knows in the future, the years ahead, but I want to. I just want to be faithful to preaching His Word, reaching people. I'll leave the results up to Him in His timing. Uh, but we do rejoice when we see new folks here, and and you know, getting people through the the process of discipleship here, baptizing people. It, it brings great joy to our hearts, and we're seeing that now. Um, new 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 people coming here to the church, especially now the school is back and. The summer is over here. People are back from their vacation. And so, yeah, it, it's been, been a good thing to see the growth here. But no, I, I, I don't have a specific number in mind. I do. I, let me say this. I, our church here does have room for 400. So <laughs> if anybody is, is considering a, a local church here in the Salem area, come and check us out. And uh, I'll, I'll be sure to shake your hand personally and make personal contact with you just because we love people here at Grace Baptist. That's one of the things that really drew us here is the love for people here that this church has. We we love God's people and we love God's word. So I just wanted to join join the uh, the club here, join the ministry that is loving people and loving God's word. But yeah, I do hope that one day we'll we'll, we'll grow and and to the point where we'll need to build more buildings here and whatnot. We've seen that at the at the at Chatham Mountain. They just built a new building about two years ago there. So that's just a result of God blessing the congregation. Truth with Grace was just a dream when Pastor Pierre Rosa moved from SoCal to Oregon until God started opening some doors up, and the response was simple. They walked through, and oh, how God has blessed this ministry. Their prayer is that God will direct the truth of His Word through these radio waves to the ears that need to hear the good news of the gospel 
simply extending their church's vision of reaching out and growing within. So thank you so much, Pastor Pia Rosa. On our way out, is there anyone you want to send a shout out to or say thanks to? Uh, thank you, Mike, for all your, your hard work. You guys at KPDQ there, Justin and everybody else, the rest of the crew, you guys rock. God blesses you guys with, with this platform, so you guys are being faithful to what he's doing. I pray that you guys will bear even more fruit uh, for him. Of course, our producer uh, with our Truth and Grace um, program here, Brian, is such a great guy and a, a wonderful brother in Christ, and he's been very diligent in, in getting the programs up in the in, in the in the box there so they can be on time. So, again, like I said, I'm surrounded by godly people, and I'm, I'm blessed. But yeah, thank you, Mike, for everything you do. It's a privilege, my friend. Tune in to Truth with Grace Saturday mornings at 10 on True Talk at 100. And thank you so much for joining us, Pierre Rosa, on The Georgine Rice Show. Thank you, guys. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. My name is Mike Lee, and every so often... You have their very special guests just show up in your studio. So in this case, I want to give you a heads up that Sunday from 11 to 2, you can see the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile coming to the Fred Meyer store in Canby. I want you to make sure that you get out your smartphones and you add the Wienermobile app so you know where they're going all year round. You can follow Oscar Mayer on Facebook and Instagram. And on Twitter, it's at Wienermobile. So in the studio, welcome Tony Baloney and Habanero Haley. How are you today? Hey, we're doing great. Thanks. Yeah, it's been a wonderful day. Thank you for having us. So good to have you both aboard. So Habanero Haley, I guess I'll start off with you. Do both of you drive this big, long Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, which, friends, if you haven't seen it, it's a giant hot dog on wheels you really can't miss how large is this thing Haley? so it's a 27 foot long hot dog on wheels and uh yep tony baloney and i both got our undergraduate degree from hot dog high so we're both very qualified to drive this incredible icon across the hot dog highways of america on a mission to get a better hot dog in every hand very very exciting (laughs) so i have to ask you where you grew up habanero Haley. Yeah, I actually uh, grew up in uh, Wisconsin. I went to UW-Madison, so home of the Wienermobile, where Oscar Mayer was created. So so were you recruited to join the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile at a young age? Were you a blue-chip prospect? Did they send you a letter <laughs> in the mail? I wish. That would have been really cool. I saw the Wienermobile on my campus, just like Tony did, and both of us knew from the second we saw it that that was the job for us, and we had to be Oscar Mayer hot doggers. Fantastic. So how about you, Tony Baloney? Where did you grow yeah. up? So uh, my dad's actually a military, so I grew up kind of all over the world, honestly, when it comes to uh, my childhood. May I ask what branch of the military he's served in? Yeah, he's active duty Marine Corps right now. Semper Fi, I'd want to say yes, God bless you and your family, Tony yeah. Baloney, for the sacrifices not only that your dad has made, sure. but your entire family has made to protect us here in this country. And it's so easy for us to take for granted. Yeah. So thank you for what you and your family have done, Tony Baloney. And... Of all the places you've lived as a military child, okay, have any stood out to you as especially memorable? Uh, certainly. So Okinawa, Japan is probably my favorite spot, and that's certainly one of the more popular ones um, that a lot of Marine Corps people uh, get to experience. That's where I graduated high school, so personally that's like one of my favorite places that we got to visit and, and live, of course. Um, so there's so many awesome and beautiful things to see and do there in Okinawa, Japan, and uh, so many amazing 
raising people and just a beautiful culture. It was a fantastic kind of opportunity, certainly to live there and go to school there and, and, and really indulge myself in that kind of culture and, and learn like personally like what it was like to be um, over there. What a wonderful perspective you must have exactly. from traveling all these years. And yeah. Are you multilingual as, as a result? You know, honestly, I wish I was, but Sally, my English is my primary language. I certainly dabble in a little bit of Spanish. I'd hate to claim that, though, and certainly a little Japanese as well. Um, but no, I, I certainly didn't like study too much of any language. Honestly, I'm more of a cultural kind of studier. I prefer to study um, like accents or maybe you know cultural kind of like perspectives and things like that, personally. So in your travels, are there parts of America that you're especially fond of? Sure. I mean, and driving the Wienermobile across the country, it's an amazing opportunity to really see everything. Right now that we're on the West Coast visiting all these great cities, my personal favorite has been uh, Las Vegas. Um, there were so many great things to do and see, and certainly it was my first time. So being able to drive the Wienermobile down the Las Vegas Strip was like probably one of the more memorable moments of uh this tour, for sure. I sure hope someone got video of that. I wonder how many people <laughs> posted that from Vegas. It's a great question. As you were driving down the main drag. Yeah. Did you get to see the big fountains? Of course, yeah. The Bellagio is absolutely gorgeous. And yeah, we certainly drove by that as uh, on the hot dog uh, uh, vehicle as well. It was really cool. So I imagine it must be tough to park this. So of the two of you, are both of you drivers? Do you alternate or yeah. what? Yeah, so we usually we do one on a daily basis. We kind of just switch every day. So if it's my turn, and then we take, we uh, we swap out every every other day, more or less. And where you grew up and got your driver's licenses was parallel parking required? Uh, it I, actually yeah. isn't here in Oregon. Oh. At least it wasn't <laughs> when my wife was growing up. Wow. And I can't fathom not having that on a driving test because I grew up in New York on Long Island, and that was the big deal. Yeah. Either yeah. you parallel parked well mm-hmm. or you risked failing your driving test. So how do you parallel park a giant Wienermobile? <laughs> That's a great question. Actually, we avoided it at all costs, to be totally honest with you. <laughs> yeah, just uh, drive around the block another yeah, 20 times. Just wait until something up, right? opens up. Exactly. <laughs> it, yeah, because it, it, certainly a lot of people like to ask, like, oh, it must be so hard to drive the Wienermobile. It's so big. But certainly the hardest part is just finding a parking space. And, uh, but opposite of that, like, it's, it's a lot of fun to drive, certainly. So what kind of music do you listen to when you're driving? Do you fight over the radio? Does the driver get dibs on what stations you flick to? Show tunes. Yeah. We love so, listening to show yeah. tunes. Personally, I think that's one of our, our like uh, specific kind of like common interests. We both are pretty big fans of show tunes. What a great tunes. thing to have in common. Yeah, totally. It's really fun. Yeah, we just fun. sing and jam out to different duets in the oh. car and make the most of our, you know, it's like road tripping with your best friend. It's a blast. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. I bet you two would do really well at karaoke. Oh, oh I'm yeah. sure. We haven't tried we, that yet. No, we should partner There's up so many karaoke. good duets out there. And, and <laughs> even <laughs> some things that are more recent. Like, have you seen The Greatest Showman? Yes. Huge That's fan. favorite show. We Huge fan. still haven't gotten sick of that yet. Uh, me either. Over and over and yeah. over again. It was so well done. Oh, totally. This is me, man. Mm-hmm. That sounds like fun. So how long a stretch do you drive before you take a break i presume that you're not driving 24 7 and just flipping back and forth right no, yeah so we usually do uh a city a week so this week we're in portland of course and uh be- between cities we usually drive honestly like we cross states usually so we average about 500 miles a week um between like our locations but we stay within one like smaller city or like one larger city at least um for at least a week and we kind of just poke around smaller towns within that region that sounds like so much fun yeah so I presume Oscar Mayer 
puts you up in nice hotels and kind of like rock stars on wheels in a giant wienermobile. Yeah, honestly, I can't complain. We feel like total celebrities. Everyone loves seeing the wienermobile and it just brightens everyone's days, whether it's just randomly parked at our hotel or it's out at an event like the one coming up on Sunday in Canby. So have you been to Canby before? No, I am. I am new to Canby. Yeah, no, neither of us really grew up out west, so this is our opportunity to explore and see more of the U.S., which is a really cool um, and unique experience. Well, I would direct you to a, a, a famous military ho- helicopter that used to be on display, but last oh. time I drove on the main drag, it was gone. Oh, nice. I don't think it was a, well, how'd that happen? Did they <laughs> take it away for oh, maintenance? Shit. Did some <laughs> kids bring a gas can and try this thing out and actually oh, fly it away? I don't know. <laughs> Who but knows? plenty of other things in the Canby area worth seeing. But awesome. few Can't as wait. special and exciting as the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile that'll be at Fred Meyer in Canby Sunday from 11 to 2. Right. So how do they put teams together for their Wienermobile? Are there personality tests? Do they... Have it like, say, some colleges when they say, if you meet someone on campus before being a freshman, you can request to be their roommate. How do they team you up together? And is there ever uh, a bit of risk involved that you won't be the best (laughs) of friends singing show tunes together? (laughs) That's a great question. So I really don't. As hot doggers, we honestly have no idea what the algorithm is like to figure out like how they pair us up and what uh, who we're going to be and where we're going to be at, what vehicle we're going to have, the whole shuffle of everything. We're honestly clueless going in. So when you apply, you have no idea. And we're just so lucky that me and Haley actually get along. Certainly, mm-hmm. it'd, it'd be a little miserable to be on the road with somebody for six months at a time and uh, and not like them at all. But that's for sure. Yeah. So are there multiple Wienermobiles? There's six of them across the hot dog highways, and so there's 12 total um, for hot doggers driving these vehicles, and this is actually year 31 of having the hot doggers touring with the vehicles, so, you know, I've kind of figured that, you know, Oscar Mayer has really figured out the best way to partner us all up, and in January, we actually rodeo. switched, too. They yeah, know what right. they're doing. <laughs> They've got this pretty down pat. Yeah, yeah we're so a great there, bunch. Have you ever gotten a flat tire or stuck in snow or, no, or mud don't or anything? Jinx us. Oh, no. We've been pretty lucky on the hot dog highways, yeah. So we haven't had any any crazy things like that happen to us just yet. Uh, I hope you're, say, AAA or some auto club oh, yeah. members so that you wouldn't have to be <laughs> on the side of the road with this giant wienermobile with a, a pump jack. <laughs> so how is it being away from your loved ones, from your homes? Right, yeah. So it's a little tough being on the road, especially for me being that my family's uh, in Virginia right now, stationed in uh, Norfolk at the moment, which is three three hours uh, time zone away. So it's a little struggle, of course, when I'm just getting home, they're just about heading for bed. Mm. Um, you know, when I'm having dinner, they're fast asleep. So it's a little hard to kind of manage, um, like the time difference and everything like that. But certainly, you know, you make time, you figure it out for sure, because you love them so much. So do you want to send a shout out to anybody? Yeah, Habanero <laughs> Haley or Tony Baloney. Yeah, I'd love to give a shout out to uh, my mom and dad, Heidi and Chris, as well as my sister and her fiance, Taylor and Haley, because those four people have been so important in this journey and road trip for me and, you know, always just willing to take a call and, you know, encourage me. And I think distance makes the heart grow fonder. So I think that I'm closer than ever to my family and I'm so excited to um, finish up this year strong. So I love you all. Uh, I'm really glad to hear how tight you are with your family. And I'm sorry Mm -hmm. that you're missing them habanero, Haley. (laughs) How about you, Tony Baloney? So of course, uh, I miss my mom, my my dad, my sister, my grandma too. But I want to give a huge shout out to one of our new friends here in uh, the Portland area. Her name is Bobby. We met her a few weeks ago. She is fantastic bobby if you're listening we 
we miss you. <laughs> we're looking forward to seeing you there in Canby. Canby. Yeah, she was a really great uh, host to us. We were just in the uh, Portland Open in uh, Pumpkin Ridge a few weeks ago. And uh, she came out, gave us a bunch of snacks, greeted us with smiles every single day. She actually gave Haley a jacket of her favorite hockey team. She was just such a pleasant person to be around. And uh, we certainly can't wait to see her again. So Bobby, if you're hearing uh Hearing us now, like we, we're, we're looking we forward to it. We love you. <laughs> Come on out and get your picture taken with Habanero Haley and Tony Bologna with the world-famous Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Make sure that you get that Wienermobile app for your smartphone and that you follow Oscar Mayer on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter followers. Check out their handle, at Wienermobile. <laughs> Canby, Fred Meyer, this Sunday from 11 to 2. Thank you so much for joining us today, Tony Baloney and Habanero Haley. Thank you. Thank you. We'll catch up with you soon. Thanks for listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. If you'd like to download a podcast of the show or would like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com or on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter at G Rice Show and like us on Facebook. And join us live every weekday at 4 for more critical thinking for critical times on 93.9 KPDQ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.